What's up, everyone? Casey here with some exciting news. I mean, it's old news, but you guys probably don't know it yet. If you're out there being like, what the F do I do after I've been studying or watching the videos? You need to take mock exams. I'm here to tell you, this is not an option. You must take mock exams. And luckily, our mocks are fun AF. They are also all updated to the fifth edition task list. So no worries there. We got you as always. So head over to www.studynotesaba.com and cop some of our coolest mocks. My one that I highly recommend is WTF, do I still need to study? It is 220 questions, all on fifth edition task list. And it breaks down categorically which section of what percentage you've gotten it. How effing cool is that? And it comes with detailed feedback, which only take mocks that have feedback. That is another thing that's not an option. So that's all I have to say. Love you. Mean it. And rock a mock. Mwah. Study notes, ABA. ABA in a little X rated away. It's behavior, bitches. Hey guys, it's Liat and Casey. And we are here with episode 111. That's 111. That's like good luck, right? In case right? you can't rhyme with 111. I'm not, I can't okay. even rhyme today because listen to the review. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's get to our review of the day. I also love that because my phone won't work right now, she sends me a review that's shitty about me. <laughs> okay. Ready? No, it wasn't that it was shitty about you. It was that it was good about me. Oh, Because okay, no one okay. ever effing writes reviews about me. In class, everyone's always like, light bulb, Casey, even though I'm teaching like <laughs> 99% of it. Like, and she says like one comment and they like, Light bulb. I'm like, what the hell? I've literally been sitting up here for three hours. Yep. Anyways, they, they all okay. they, think, they think you're bullied by me. She's not bullied. She's treated well. Keep going. Okay. okay. <laughs> this is from A and Mama. All right. On my way to BCBA, five stars. Thank you. We only take five stars. Um, yeah. So now that's a rhyme. Oh, on my way to BCBA. I can't even tell that it's a rhyme. Casey, love to say this or I'm sorry to say this, but I would literally rather you stop doing rhymes for every episode than continue with awful rhymes. <laughs> I honestly don't like the rhymes anyway, but I do love everything else. I love the relatability this podcast offers. Liat, I love your mind <clears throat> everything you have to offer. I can say it remember- again, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Again. I can remember something from the podcast that's brought up in work or life, and the concepts are so solid because of how well they're disseminated. I finally decided to come on and leave a review after your podcast with the grad student, Chelsea. Shout out, Chelsea. Please have more grad students and RBTs on. I'm in my last year of grad school as well. And although I absolutely love hearing from BCBAs, it is so nice to hear from someone in the same realm as myself. Chelsea's energy was contagious and I love it. Last thoughts. Thank you for reiterating this. Um, Casey, no rhymes. More RBTs. (laughs) Keep bringing the awesome. Love you. Mean it. Thank you, A and Mama. And I am not going to rhyme today because this episode is so exciting. I don't even give a shit about a rhyme. All I care about is it's going to be our best episode yet. So without further ado, I'm never again starstruck. I am always like, I mean, I guess I am. I'm a fangirl of like different people on the show. But today- That's like the most bullshit ever. Casey, anyone in the field, she's like, ah, talk right, Henley. All right, shut up. Listen up. All right. We have on today- Tyler and Jeej from Leave It to Jeej. It is a show on Lifetime. Welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you guys. Woo-hoo! Yep. <laughs> Your lives are about to be changed for the better, kids. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you love real life, if you love autism, if you want to 
learn from some of the best and baddest asses out there. Yep. These two, mama with a son with autism, Tyler is a BCABA on his way to becoming a BCBA, working with Pootie, the man, the myth, the legend, the hottest uh-huh. kid with autism I've ever seen in my life. I'm sorry. That's you true. Guys keep That's true. Him Thank you. Hot. Yep. So, I'm sorry, but my brother goal. with autism, my brother is the hottest kid with autism. Or not Ooh, the kid, I'm yeah. so sorry. You know, me, he's always yeah. my kid. Send me there's a picture. competition. All right. Yeah, I need, well, I need, get ready to lose. I know. I need to see that. <laughs> I need to see that picture. I'm sure he's cute. Pootie um, has a TV show, so I think that the world has already <laughs> voted. Hey, yeah. hey. You're right. Hey. You're right. <laughs> Yo. Okay. <laughs> Don't come so, from my don't come from my bestie now. <laughs> I'm telling you what, if anyone out there right now is listening and you haven't watched Leave It to Jeej, there are currently right now as we record five episodes out. And yeah. I'm telling you what, you're gonna want to binge it and you're gonna want to be part of this family and you're gonna learn a shit ton and you're gonna get to see ABA applied IRL, that's in real life, um, uh-huh. and not bullshitted or sugar-coated or anything like that. And you're going to get to see a family that honors, embraces, and accepts Pootie. Pootie is Jeej's son. So yes. I'll let, first, let's talk about Tyler and how you guys even met. Let's, let's start there. Well, it's based off of a lie, first of all. Yeah. Let's start there. <laughs> I worked at a summer camp called ESP, which is actually featured in the show several, several a times. Lot, yeah. So please yep. check it out if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Um, but I worked at ESP when I was 15 years old, and Pootie was a camper there. And I literally remember on my first day of work, the car, like Pootie's car door opening, and he was dressed head to toe in something real bougie. I can't sure, specifically remember sure. what it was. It and is. I looked upon him, and it was fate. And it was destiny, and I thought in my head there was a private event of, that's going to be my best friend. I need to work with him. I need to get to him. And so I begged my supervisors at that summer camp every single day, can I work with Pootie? Can I be, they, they call him buddies at ESP, who you're assigned yeah. to. I was like, can I be Pootie's buddy? Can I be Pootie's buddy? Can I be Pootie's buddy? And they kept telling me, no, he's too hard for you. So I had to take matters into my own hands, and I basically stalked Pootie and found out who his therapist was, who was the therapist I was friends with around town. And so I volunteered at that therapy office and, like, whispered in her ear, like, hey, if Pootie's mom ever needs a caregiver, like, you let me know, okay? So then I got a text that was like, hey, Jeej really needs a caregiver. Are you interested? I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, this is what I've been waiting for my whole life. So then I texted her, and the first thing she asked was, have you ever worked with Pootie before? Because he, he, you know, at the time he was actually very challenging. And I guess she, yeah. you know. And he's to make still considered an ESP that serves like 300 kids. He's probably one of the top three that they really, you know, Just, you, he, he needs a lot of support. He needs a lot of support. so much more support. Yeah. But I literally texted her back and straight up lied. I was like, oh my God, yeah, I worked with him for like two weeks. Several you weeks. don't remember? <laughs> and then this bitch lied right back. I lied back because I was so <laughs> embarrassed. I didn't remember they'd worked together for weeks. I was like, oh, my God, yes, Tyler, I'm so sorry. Of course you can work. Because I always have a rule. I'm not going to have a new babysitter unless somebody at ESP has really gotten, you know, into working with him because then they totally, you know, understand kind of what he needs. And yeah. I just want to waste time. I'd rather get somebody that's already got there. I was going to say you don't want that turnover because it's important to keep things the same a lot. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even so, in the field. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So, so I went in on a lot and, and it could have gone that. great or it could have gone horrible. And luckily here we are and it turned out great. Yes. Beautiful. And we did not I know. Just wanna... We did not know that we were meeting like our soulmates with each other. Like, like he is literally 
I have a boyfriend, but this is my soulmate. And <laughs> you can like you would like it's just show. it's not like me and Pootie. Yeah, me and Pootie are best friends, but who'd have thunk that I'd be best friends with the rest of the family too? You know? Yeah, well, you fit right in, perfect. Tyler. I I just want to add something. First of all, like I last night I was watching it, and I'm not one to get emotional over TV shows, but seeing that I have a brother on the spectrum, yeah, who needs who, supports as well. Who needs okay. the support as well? He's – I always get confused now. It's 24, 25. Those ages are like – Yeah. Whatever, you know, 25. Yeah, mm-hmm. 25, yeah. And, you know, like it's an ongoing struggle. Like it's it's this idea of like – like my parents, for example, were like, oh, we really need to get away. Like it's been years. Like we need to – and it's like, well, who would be with Gal? You know, I'm like, Gal could stay with us, like whatever it is. I mean, Jeej, for you – as a mom, for you to feel like there is someone who was so eager to work with your son, I yeah. mean, how does that feel? Like my parents would literally pay anything, yeah. do anything for someone, like to someone know who that truly someone, cared. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. loves well, your son like you do. Exactly, and I actually have kind of gotten a lot of shit about it because people are like, "This is not fair. We don't have a Tyler," and I'm like, "Okay, but." You know, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. And I'm, I'm sorry if you're mad about it. but um, Well, and it's also the thing, too, where it's like you if, you, if you're if you willing, a lot of people aren't willing to open themselves to the idea of having a community help raise their child. Like, that's yeah. kind of like taboo. Yeah. It's like everybody thinks like, no, this is on my shoulders. This is on me. Like, Jeech could totally have the mentality of like, raising Pootie is my sole responsibility. Like, I yeah. birthed him. He flew out of me. Therefore, he's my responsibility. <laughs> but that doesn't necessarily make it true. Like, like right. uh, there's a lot of like and biblical references and community references of like, it takes a lot of people. And you can see in our show, it's not just Jeej. Like Jeej is obviously his like his mountain, but, but also you have me, you have yeah. Cree, you have Harper, his Harper. sister. Like we all act as a big community yeah. and ultimately Pootie benefits from it. Absolutely. I, I always wanted to have lots of people getting their hands on Pootie because I knew that would help him socially. You know, I knew. Generalization. Yes, exactly. And if I were the only one to ever engage with him, except for, you know, somebody at school, that would be so limiting for him. So, mm-hmm. you know, even though Pootie has a, needs a whole lot of support, one thing that he can do is transition very easy from caregiver or he'll, you know, he'll go to anybody who feels, you know, comfortable with. And thank God, there's a lot of people he feels comfortable with. So I like the idea of kind of delegating, like I do this really well. He, you know, Tyler does that really well. Harper does this really well. So, um, yeah, I feel like when I knew how great he was with Pootie, how great Tyler was with Pootie, I thought, okay, I'm a single mama too. I don't have somebody at home, a partner at home who's kind of helping me. And Pootie's only getting older and bigger and I'm only getting weaker and more senile. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And more senile. I was met, like, I met, you met more menopoon. What do you call yes, it? Yes. Yes. I'm going through my menopause with my dried up <laughs> menopoon. And I'm just like, okay, I need some help dog. So, I was like, why don't you live with me? And I've heard a lot of people say, well, we can't afford that. Well, I can't afford it either. He lives with me. I don't pay him. He lives right. with me. So it's kind of we're scratching each other's back. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I we I, we kind of resisted that for a while because we thought, you know, we'd both be giving up so much privacy because I don't have like a separate in-law suite or no. apartment or anything like that, right? <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, so I um, I kind of <laughs> resisted for a while, but I mean, it, it was it's just worked out beautifully. So I mean, COVID was what pushed us to to do it. I mean, yeah. ultimately, it's like we'd always just like discussed like maybe I could move in and assist, 
And like, I was willing to do that, even if it meant that I wasn't going to get paid for the time here. It was like a room and board type thing. But COVID ultimately was like, hey, guess what? Mm-hmm. Pootie has no school. You have no school. And Pootie's going to lose it being in one place all the time without having any structure. So you're going to have to do it, you know? You know what I love so much that you did that, like, I just think is genius when you said, like, Pootie, again, needs that structure and needs to, like, change environments and gets, like, you know, super overstimulated if he's just stuck in one place for a while. And you created different places in the house that was like, now we're transitioning to this and it's new and different. And then we're going to go here. And, like, Mm -hmm. that that was all out of COVID. It We we made a schedule every day. We're so psycho. (laughs) We were so schedule-oriented, right? That mm-hmm. we did not have time to do things. We'd be like, Can, talk to me. Like, we would all be grinding on computers and doing therapy with Pootie and Harper's doing her art. And I'm making, you know, a million meals a day. And if we had to have a conversation about something, I was like, get, can you get back to me on Saturday? Because every minute was <laughs> scheduled. And so Pootie had his time during COVID when, you know, the family would be like having breakfast. Then we have some downtime. Then he goes upstairs for therapy with Tyler. And, you know, therapy looks like, for Pootie, just like having fun and just working on self-help and, you know, um, mm-hmm. daily living skills, that kind of thing. And Tyler makes it, you know, fun for him, which is what therapy mm-hmm. should be. Because ultimately, be ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm not his therapist. I'm his caregiver. So what I'm doing yeah. is helping him learn things in a way that a caregiver would, but it's also embedded into his natural day. You know, Absolutely. I'm not pulling him to the side to do like DTT because guess I was what? I say, yeah. and you know I'm what? not his BCBA. And yeah. <laughs> and, and, mm-hmm. yeah. So we didn't do anything like that. So, yeah, that's a good correction there. He, and I will you know, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say, like, I come from my background as I worked with adults with autism that needed high, high supports. A lot of my clients remind me of Pootie. Wow. And I've sent it to all the families that I worked with. I'm out of that that, uh, clinic now, but I'm like, because they were a lot of single mamas that were getting older, that had Mm -hmm. adults that were um, rather physical and not in a, a... they were sweet as pie. They weren't trying to hurt, but they would yeah, do course. the same thing with that prompting. Like, mm-hmm. I want you to come here, mom, or, or they want to break into the laundry room and get their laundry. And like the mom's like locking all the doors and there's all this like yeah, shit yeah. where they're like, yeah, and so, that's booty. Uh, that's booty. Yes. And so I feel like there's this taboo around the therapist being a caregiver. And I'm seeing this so clearly now, because if mm-hmm. I would have just allow- been allowed to be the caregiver. Cause I was so connected with their sons. Like, so, yeah. so, so they were, yeah. they were my besties. I would do everything <laughs> with them. It was adults. And then we'd go in the community and yeah. like, the, the biggest thing, like getting them to be able to go to eat with their parents. Like that's all they wanted to go to a pizza place. And like, I was like, yeah. how about this? We go to margaritas. Cause they give you chips when you sit down and that's what, that's what <laughs> yep. they want. Right. Yep. Yeah. 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 We're the same I'm thing saying, like, yep. yep. But I'm like, totally like if they would have just, and again, for me too, like if I would have just been accepted into their family as like more of a caregiver than I was this therapist role of like, I'm the BCBA and blah, 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 or I'm the RBT right. when I was one, right. which is like, mm-hmm. you can't cross those lines like ethically, the multiple relationships. But mm-hmm. if it was just that I was their caregiver, I feel like I would have just loved it so much more. And I would have yeah. been such more of a service to the parents. And honestly, so like Jeej, you know, Jeej isn't the only one I think that benefits from having this kind of caregiver role because we live near ESP and everybody who works at ESP is like a teen or like a tween or like a 20 something that's wanting to pursue either like special education OT or, you know, behavior analysis. And so it's like this community has a whole group of people who are dedicated to, you know, being friends with and helping, you know, as ESP calls it, be buddies for people with developmental disabilities. And we're, we're in a university town. So we have a 
thousands of young people. So, I mean, I think a lot of the benefit is, like, if you lived in Kansas, we would have never met. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if she lived I, in for, the well, bowels of somewhere. like I feel like I have so many advantages just right out the gate. Yes, I have a son who needs a lot of support, right? But then, thank God, I'm living in a town, a university town, where there's a great special ed department. Mm -hmm. So I'm the type, I'm really resourceful. I'm like, okay, I'm not just getting babysitters like friends of, you know, my friends' mm -hmm. kids. I'm going to talk to, you know, build relationships with the professors at UGA who are in those programs. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk to more people at ESP because I want everybody, this is from the time Pooty was tiny, I wanted everybody who worked with him to, instead of be some teenager playing on their phone and, yep. and just being like, you know, like scared of like, oh, I don't know what to do in this situation. I wanted people who are dying to get their hands on Pootie, like Tyler, who want to learn from him. And it's this great reciprocal relationship. So, yeah, we're lucky to be in this college town for mm -hmm. sure. We've got great resources. Is, is ESP part of the university or no? Okay. No, it was it was developed by this woman named Martha Wiley, who literally just wanted to have a summer camp for people with developmental disabilities. That's it. Yeah. So it's only over the summer. No, they have after school programs during the year and they have yeah. like day programs, okay. not full day programs, but they have um, like little classes on like cooking or fitness classes like during the day for adults. They do stuff all year long, but like, you know, summer's summer, summer camp, you know. What up, guys? It's Liat. I wanted to tell you about a pretty cool CEU opportunity we have coming up on Saturday, March 5th at 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's two CEUs with BCBA, Dominique Shorter-Taylor, and it's titled, Don't Be a BCBA Hole, ABA Interactions with Compassion and Understanding. Guys, if we don't say it enough here on the podcast or within our collectives, don't be a BCBA hole. No one likes a BCBA hole. So if you agree with us, come to the CEU. I'm excited to see you all there. I just have, I have like a list of, I'm just like, oh my God, I have so many things. I feel like I could just go forever. But like, <laughs> I, I'm just so impressed, Tyler, with your um, ability to implement behavior principles with Pootie and mm -hmm. accept when things might not work, admitting, hey, because a lot of BCBAs are assholes. We know this, right? <laughs> it's just, it's just the, the it, yes, because we're like, oh my God, I know exactly what to do and I'm going to like fix everything. Mm -hmm. And in reality, a lot of the show, what I've learned is that you 100% know exactly what you're doing and you admit when you're wrong. When you're like, all right, yeah, that didn't work. That you were trying to teach difference between eat and drink, right? You were building that MO by, mm -hmm. you know, and you realize Pootie's not going to know the difference between these two words, right? They're symbols. They mean the same mm -hmm. thing. So you took it 3D mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you made it that like, here are the chips and like eat, drink. And you had the iced tea and you're like, there's no way if he knew the difference between the two, the MO was so high for him at that point because it was salty, hot, whatever mm -hmm. chips they were. Mm -hmm. He should be now asking for eat or drink, yeah. sorry. And, and what's funny yeah. is it's like, the show is able to show basically 45 seconds of what's been basically like a six or seven year journey. And I think yeah. a lot of people probably <laughs> yeah. can relate to trying to teach their child functional communication to sometimes oh, no so avail. Hard. Like yeah. I went and got PECS level one and two trained and, mm -hmm. you know, started trying to implement it with Pootie. 
and it just didn't work for him. I modified it to almost add in a, a, a less complex discrimination that was based off like location. So the pictures never changed. So it could be a positional yeah. and visual discrimination that didn't work either. So then I upgraded it to 3d items that doesn't seem to be working either. <laughs> and I will not give up because he deserves to be able to tell me what he wants to eat when he wants to go outside. Like he deserves to be able to communicate that stuff to me. And yeah, he, he, he communicates well. He grabs us and he drags us to the fridge. But it would be, I'm sure, when, you know, when G just like, hey, I'm cooking tacos tonight. I can be like, no, I don't want tacos. I want yeah. spaghetti. So it's or like he want, can ask uh, for dog something. Dog soup. What is it called? Ew. What is the dog soup? What is that? anybody real? We don't know. What, just it's my mom's. It's my mom's, my mom pudding. It's her recipe that she originally made for dogs. So it was kind of like old meat. It was just throwing everything in the freezer and fridge <laughs> into one bowl. And it was, and none of it would ever make sense. And, you mm -hmm. know, like, oh, there's a little bit of a casserole that's left. Over, there's like, like potato stuff. chip crumbs from like three years. Like, it's just awful. Cute. Yeah. She had a, she had a bunch of little cellophane balls in her freezer that are all frostbitten. <laughs> and one time I grabbed one and I was like, what the fuck? And it said, Potato chip crumbs, 2012. I was like, <laughs> who saves that? Who saves crumbs from like 10 years we, ago? And, it, and she, she puts that in dogs. a soup and she would make it for the dogs. But then the dog liked it so much that she was like, you know, I want to serve this to Pappy, my dad, and to Harper uh -huh. one day. And Harper said she gave it to her. It was like gray. And she gave it to her in a cup without a spoon. And it was lukewarm. And Harper said there was a lot of bones in it and just chicken fat. I was like, what the hell? So then she just started feeding it to us. I was like, but it's like you don't want to hurt her feelings. Like I'm like I was the only one who who does, I'm the only one who doesn't eat it. Like Pootie yes. loves Pootie it. Loves it. Everybody else eats it out of respect. I have no damn reason to be respectful about some disgusting taste. So I just don't Nikki, eat it. Nikki liked it too. Nikki, Nikki, yeah, Nikki was making pleased face. I, I yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Nikki I think he was being nice. Really. He was being sweet. Yeah, he was trying to be sweet but for Pudi sure. But actually literally loved it. It's disgusting. But but I, I yeah. will go back to the, like, functional <laughs> communication because, like, I yeah. totally get it. When you, like, I see a lot of um, people in the field working with, like, the littles. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, this is, this works perfectly. This iPad system, right? Like, blah, 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 and everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah. I, again, come from working with adults. And I'm like, nope, mm -mm, nope, 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 nope. Because, and I don't know if Tyler, you've gotten into this, but a lot of like the, like there's so many frames, right? There's so many different things that um, evoke a response. And Pootie, definitely, I can see the way he reacts on the show is like, he does know like mm -hmm. what he wants. He just oh, yeah. can't, he just can't say it functionally. And mm -hmm. The other thing I love is when, uh, Gigi, you crack me up because you're like oh, such yeah. a mom where you're like, I'm just going to give him whatever. He needs ice tea. Yeah. I see ice tea. And you're like, Tyler's like, it doesn't match the function. If he wants to get away from us and we're giving him iced tea, that's not yeah. going to work. Yeah. And you're like, just watch. Like, hey, Pooty, you want to get, you want to be alone? You can go alone, but we don't need to leave the room. He can leave the room and teaching him right. that he can leave is so much better for the family because you don't all want to have to leave a room that you're in. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. He'll be yeah. sitting in the family room and he'll do like this arm swipe thing where he's like, everybody get the fuck out. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, look around, Pootie. There's eight people in here. Do, mm -hmm. Like, are we really going to transport eight people or can mm -hmm. you just go to any of the, you know, six other rooms in the house? That, yeah. You know, or yeah. maybe your giant sensory room. Yeah. Um, right. But it's yeah. like in the moment, he's it's like he doesn't even realize that that's an option. You have to kind of show it to him. And then when you show it to him, he's like, oh, this is great. Like, everybody's gone, yeah. you know? Like, and he'll fuck off on his merry way. You know, he's happy. <laughs> 
happy to be somewhere else. He just might not want to be with us for that moment. Understandable. But I do think, you know, <laughs> yes. true. But I do think, you know, he's a good nonverbal communicator. But there are those moments when you just don't know. And it's so frustrating for everybody. But um, yeah, and, but, and, and I get a lot of uh, mail from people saying stuff, you know, like, I guess not mail, but mess- messages. Yeah, <laughs> mail. So old. Oh my God. So old. I was thinking, I was like, wow. Snail mail? No, no. Nobody's getting this address. Let me go ahead and tell you that. Yeah. And, and it'll be like, oh, like, you know, lots of ideas, which is really sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, them saying, have you tried pecs? I was like, Motherfucker, I've tried pecs for the past, you know, 19 years. Yes, I've tried pecs. You know, but, but you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I, you know, I think we completely are accepting of wherever Pootie is. And that's, to me, the most important. We're never trying to change him. We're only trying to help him. So the great thing is Tyler will never give up. You know, he's psycho. Yeah, he's going to, he's going to grind until he finds something that clicks. And, honey, he has tried. But, you know, even with the things that don't work, like, like pecs or whatever, even with some things that don't work, you know, we learn things along the correct, way when correct, we're trying to figure exactly. out like, why is this not working? And it's like peeling away at an onion. And mm-hmm. so Tyler may not, you know, we may not get there with pecs, with a lamp device, with a, you know, super talker. Maybe We've those things aren't going to work. We've tried it all. But you know what? We have discovered things along the way. So it's just a hybrid system that we use, and it's, you know, little you know, this, little that. It's interesting that you point out the fact that people will DM us with suggestions because those yeah. are, I mean, it's not, I know it's not like in a negative way, but I mean, like one, sometimes we'll get stuff that's like, don't you think he's like sensory overwhelmed being like on a TV show? I'm like, bitch, if he was sensory overwhelmed, we wouldn't be filming a TV show. Like, the yeah. reason we filmed it is because he's the perfect like the reason that we were even able to is because he's the perfect, like, I mean, I don't want to say perfect autistic person. That sounds bad, but he truly is. Like he's a constant sensory seeker and like, oh, you, you know, you can see it too. He's so happy. Like, yeah, so happy. So if he was someone who covered his ears and hid from noise, of course we would never do a TV show. Like that would, yeah. we would never put him yeah. in an uncomfortable position. That kind of thing drives me nuts when people are, you know, you'll hear banter online about like, I can't believe they'd expose him like this. I was like, honey, he loves this. When I pitched the show idea, I was like, this is one kid who genuinely likes people. Mm-hmm. I can bring 20 people into my house and he's not like stressed out in a corner. He's just he's that's hugging he's on them and laughing with us. He, yeah. You said that the one thing, the marker that he didn't meet the criteria when he was yeah. diagnosed was that he was affectionate. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that you was can see a, that he kisses everyone. He's always yep. leaning in. That leaning in, they want that like love, yeah. that yep. touch, that, yep, the pressure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I... The, Am I a great therapist? No. Ty will tell you that. I'm a softie. I'm the one like, oh, he's upset. There's your tea. But the one thing that I do think I did right was from the beginning, from the time he was little, I was like, I am not going to, just because it's not his desire, I'm not going to shelter him and not take him to stores, not take him to restaurants, not take him around, you know, friends' houses, because I feel like he could be stressed out and, you know, by all that. So I think from the time he's little, I just hit him hard, taking him everywhere I went. I kind of almost overdid it. I took him <laughs> out all the time. And I think he just, for him, not for everybody. He but developed a for love him, for people. Yeah, I think he just got sort of desensitized to that. And that was just life and there was nothing different. So, um, yeah, I think he's he's the perfect kid to represent mm-hmm. for on this show because he's comfortable with it. And um, even if he, you know, he is 100% comfortable with it. Like he loves it. But even with that, 
our like production company, World of Wonder, was so sweet. Like they didn't set up lights in our house or anything that that thought could be overwhelming. Like they would instead of having like light stands around the house, they just like yeah. put lights in the ceilings and they made sure every single one of their staff was sensitivity trained yeah. and like trained on the foundations of autism so that everybody came in well prepared. Not that Pootie even really needed any of that, if I'm being honest, but it was still awesome to know that we had but like a production cared, yeah. company they understood. on our side. They had intelligent questions. They understood. They made- they had a they had an autism advocacy like consultant uh, mm-hmm. group like yeah. consulting them the whole time was great. And Absolutely. we also went into it with them saying this. It's something that we we were going to say anyway. But they're like, you know, if at any point this is stressing him out. We shut down for the day or, you know, and which was that never necessary, never, but still like it. the fact that they even told us that from the start, like we'll shut right, it down in a, in a glance money on their side. Like, yeah, exactly. literally it's so much money on their side to shut a production down for a day. But yeah, they're like, we'll shut it down for the day. And we didn't have to do it once. Mm-hmm. There were a few times when we were filming when Pootie was stressed out, but it wasn't because of the filming. It's just, he's, he's, stressed out like for example one time he had like a headache which is just a natural like he has headaches and so we gave him headache medicine got it addressed and then moved on it had nothing to do with the show but everybody from the show we all have shit we all have time everybody just everybody just disappeared so that it wasn't an issue you know but i felt like you know some of those moments would crop up where you know they're they're kind of rolling the camera and we start to see a little headache coming on and we just like stop. I would, yeah, and, I, and and we would let a you know. The, I remember one time I kind of let them show you know, for a minute just to just a glimpse of it, and then I was like, okay, that's yeah, enough yeah, because yeah. I kind of felt like it was important to show, even you know, a few real raw moments like that because it's not all you know sunshine and rainbows, you know, and teach. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so <laughs> I felt, yeah, I felt like it, that it was important to show that sometimes Pootie is going to need. You know, assistance in a way. And there are frustrating moments. And I wanted to be real in that sense. And so, yeah, but I mean, what you see is, is reality. That's how Pootie is. He's he's just laughing all the time. Yeah, literally. He's happy and he loves like, and he was never asked to do anything on the show. So Mm -hmm. he had permission to dissent anytime he didn't want to be on the show. So you guys look at them. You even said that like. A lot of the things that he didn't want to do, Tyler would always be like, that's him communicating, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if he didn't love the pool you set up for him and he walked in it for two seconds and you're like, what the fuck? I spent $250 on this pool. I know. I you know. Down. I'm trying to give you what you want. And he just like, nope. And you're and like, that- Tyler's like, listen to him. He's saying just right now he doesn't want it. He's, that's how that he's, was it. That's how he's talking. That's how he's communicating. And, you know, I'm sure that people like in TV lane would love it if Pootie would get in that pool and jump around and be like, oh, great. What a beautiful ending. <laughs> you know? But then it's so great because it really shows, it, you know, anticlimactic maybe, but I love it because it's real life and it shows. And in the end, I think the people making the show are like, Kyle, we kind of love that. And we kind of yeah. love that he didn't give a fuck about that pool. <laughs> and, and then there was times like we filmed um, – we have it. This isn't an upcoming episode. We, yeah. we are. Yeah. We're going to, you know, let me just say this. You'll see at some point when Pootie doesn't want to be a part of something where we walk away from it, like an outing. And because that's what I would do in real life. And I'm going to do the same thing on the show. And I was like, keep it rolling. You know what? Now you can film the people who were leaving behind. And this is, this is real life with us. You know, sometimes, you know, I wanted to leave on calm terms. I didn't want to reward him being upset, but sometimes, you know, you got to take that shit down the road. And so I think it was a good thing to show it like that. So, yeah. I love you said, you said the line, Gigi said, the secret to live well 
when you have when you live with an individual with autism is give up your expectations and just accept who they are. And my mom actually happened to be like at my house right like yesterday. She came over to see my baby Kobe. And um I was like, I'm watching the show, mom. Look, I got they're coming on our podcast tomorrow. I gotta get up to know what's going on, you know? And like that one line, she was like, that is so true. Like well, how did oh, Mel really say it? Accept- how did Mel really say it? You do how she, she said, talks. That is so yeah. true. Like once you can accept that this oh. is what it is. She's South African. I mean, girl no. awesome. is, she was telling me, like, I mean, it's just so many things. Like our whole life, you're like, oh, like buying him every toy that like might have been a learning opportunity for him or made him speak more or whatever it is. And then it being like a total dud. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. or you yeah. buy him this action figure and he's like, no, I love that one. And yeah, it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, tell the, the story. You- tell the story about the gift card. This is so beautiful. Oh. Someone came over so proud, like to bring him a, a gift card mm-hmm. to Target, right? He'd bring him a Target gift card, like $150 or something. He could get what he wanted because they didn't know what Gull was into. And they could bring it to him to the front door. Hi, Gull. You know, he also mm-hmm. doesn't like it when someone's like, hi. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, I bought this for you, Gull. And he's like, no, like Target. I love Walmart. And like <laughs> took it to like like literally right there, took Stop. it to the paper shredder in my dad's <gasps> office. No, he did not. And, no, he didn't. Um, oh my God. It. And like these things you're just like, uh-uh. uh, like the version's the right there, you know? I'd have been like, and I'll take it, like, I'll take it, don't worry. Oh my God. Yeah, like it happens all the time. And you just gotta That's be like, hilarious. all right, this is just what it is. Like as yeah. opposed to like pre-planning the way these things are gonna work out, like I remember my brother at his bar mitzvah, like they had someone teach him to say just instead of write, reading the whole thing from the Torah, it was like a two-word line. He mm-hmm. had practiced it for so long with someone. Oh. At his bar mitzvah, he takes his shirt off. He doesn't want to wear a shirt inside the synagogue anymore. Stop. I love it. For like my mom has to leave the bar mitzvah, go home to get him like a t-shirt. Uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's like all these things that you plan, mm-hmm. you just mm-hmm. got to be like – Fuck it. Yeah. Well, I just got to roll with it. And it ultimately, makes it's like Jeech. Pooty happy. <laughs> yeah. And it's like uh-huh. Jeech, I think, said on the show, she's just like, you know, when you deviate from that path, it might end up being better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You think, I think the acceptance part, you know, is I love to celebrate Pooty for exactly who he is, not mm-hmm. anything else, you know. And the one thing I didn't like about, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to word it. I, I don't want to constantly tell him no because he's not doing everything, quote, typically. You know, I mean, I think that's bullshit. He's being who he yeah. is. And I never was one of those mamas that thought, okay, I'm going to redirect every behavior. I'm going to redirect every stem. Because you know, back in the day, they're like, oh, don't let him stem at all. And I was like, fuck that noise. Like, I'm going to let him stem mm-hmm. if that's calming him and he's happy. Because if I tried to redirect every inappropriate stem kind of thing he did, I'd be doing nothing but that. And he would hate me and think I was the biggest yeah. asshole. So, Cheech was ahead of her time. Hey, thanks. Yeah, so, I, mean, I, I literally had every therapist, every professor, everybody tell me don't let him stem. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try to redirect it and break it if it's really like, all right, you know what? You've been staring at your fingers for 45 minutes. Maybe let me give you something else to stare at. You know, just yeah. nobody needs to be zoned out that long. But 
Yeah. Yes, I mean, from the start, I didn't want to always tell him no, you know, mm-hmm. because I feel like what does that do to your psyche? It's like your whole life, everything you're doing is wrong. So yeah. I think if you accept and not only accept it, you should accept everybody for exactly who they are. Right. But to celebrate them for what they bring to the table, you know, mm-hmm. because Pooty brings shit to the table every day, all day that nobody else brings. And he has made our family so happier, 10 times happier than I ever was before autism. You know, I wasn't there like immediately. I wasn't there yeah. like, you know, Overnight, it took yeah. me a minute to get to that place, but really not that long. He's so precious, you know? So, yeah. And it brings almost that community. You wouldn't have the community you have if you didn't have Pootie. You He's wouldn't know me. of the community. How yeah, crazy well, would it be if you didn't know me? I know. I know. Harper, my, my daughter, is... Her happiest times of growing up, her happiest memories are all the different therapists, all the different caregivers coming in, the big, huge village that we've had. Like that has been the highlight. She's like, I just had so much fun growing up in this house. And instead of focusing on, you know, that it was different or whatever, she loved all the characters that we'd have coming in and out of the house. And we, and I've always wanted to people who work with Pootie and be around our family to people like kind of my kind of person. You know, so we definitely would meet therapists or babysitters like, oh, hey, and they work with them for yeah. an hour. And I like, never call that bitch again. So, you know, I just wanted to make sure I had like the right fit for everybody, not just Pootie. Mm-hmm. And it has opened up our world. And just think, like, the show shows it so hard, like, how huge your community is and how yeah. connected. Like, you wouldn't know me. You wouldn't know Nikki. You wouldn't know Cleve. Like, there's just so oh, many, I love like, Nikki! Oh, my Nikki's God. Nikki's a sensation. Oh, my God. I'll let you oh FaceTime him anytime you want. Oh, my God. If I you, literally if you ever need a pep talk, maybe yeah, he can record, like, a pep talk for... For, you know, if y'all have like, well, I was gonna say if y'all have students or something that like maybe haven't haven't passed and they can get a video from Nikki that's like you can do this. Oh my god, we said that's what you did to me before I took my exam. So yes, I would love to record, have Nikki do a thing for our students because we do personal voice notes for every student who passes, which we love. Oh, that's cute. Yes, which is a lot of work. You should have reached out to us, Tyler. We would have made you a message. Oh my god, (laughs) I realized I'm lacking now. So Tyler is okay. So I need to talk about. So you were n- like weren't in ABA when you met Pootie, right? No, you were just um, lying about your experience working with him, right? Yeah, <laughs> no. I, so like when I was working, yeah, young, when I yeah. first started working with Pootie, no, but it was through ESP that I discovered behavior analysis. We had a, mm-hmm. a special education a master's student or doctoral student, I can't remember, come out and kind of teach about the functions of behavior one summer for training. And I remember having that packet about the functions of behavior and me being like, wow, everything makes sense now. Like I just, it was just like immediately like I get it. And so then I mm-hmm. just kept going and now I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah. And you are, now, you're, wait, are you finishing your hours for your BCBA? Mm-hmm, correct. Okay. I'm finishing my thesis this semester. So, and then I'll be, and, and then I'll have my master's. And one thing that you said to me in the first email that you sent, one of our your responses to me was that you were kind of afraid to promote the show, right? And like talk about mm-hmm. it because of all the hate. And again, ABA gets a lot of hate. And I see why I validate that yes, shitty therapists are out there. And I just want to say that every episode I've watched, you are doing everything what any parent would want. You are doing it. Yeah. Like you yes. are the dream. Yeah. You are, and you yeah. say like, it's true because like, and again, and some of it, like when you were outside the store, right? If someone's watching it, they're like, oh my God, he's so mean. He won't go in there. And like, but what every, but you're being real. That is what real ABA yeah. should be is that, hey, he behaves for me, right? Mm-hmm. He needs to generalize that to you. If you mm-hmm. want to be independent with him out, 
I'm not, I'm follow behind and I'll be here in emergency. Right. I love that because I've struggled with that with parents is that like, mm-hmm. I know I can take them anywhere. And then they're mm-hmm. like, I can't go even out into the car without a tantrum. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? Like he goes everywhere with you me. You need my to transfer that stimulus the- control. Yeah. Totally. And you like, I wish that I had the balls to say that to a parent versus. Well, but we also have a little bit, cause again, I'm in a yes. caregiver role. So it's yeah, slightly yeah, yeah. different that, that I, I do have the rapport and obviously I would, I would have the balls to say it to a parent too, but I would yeah. definitely probably say it slightly nicer. I'm almost. <laughs> Almost like yeah. fussing at Jeej in the show, yeah, but that's well, because yeah. we have seven yeah. years of me telling her this. Like, yeah, absolutely. No, it's real though. Like, but that totally scene like, at the grocery is all. Store, I mean, it's amazing. It's pure poetry. I think. I yeah. mean, it's just what behavioral therapy should be. We've had mm-hmm. so many great reactions to that one scene. Mm-hmm. I've had. Um, we had a BCBA who's using it to train her RBTs. That's really. Their home, that's yes. their homework assignment is that's to watch like the super, show. Yeah. It's literally you're modeling how because yeah. you don't want to be the reactive. You don't want to be reactive. If he sees you, he knows, okay, Tyler's here. You hide behind things. You're taking data. You're Mm -hmm. telling her. I loved the way that he started fully stimming where he's jumping, jumping, jumping. You think he's going to probably escalate into a tantrum. Mm -hmm. And you said, he's happy. This is his happy Mm -hmm. stim. And Mm -hmm. I can't stop him from being happy. (laughs) There's like wine bottles like shaking because he's like, he's about to ruin like $1,000 of wine. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, dog. Like, I'm not about to tell him to stop being happy. You said, keep it moving. Yeah, I said, keep going. I said, there's yeah. there's wine shaking. Keep going. Yep. And then she gives him the treat and you're like, he doesn't, he's way past that. He doesn't need yeah. that. He doesn't need that. <laughs> I know. It's it's great to do those things because, you know, I love that we're getting to show that on the show. Because we used so to amazing. do that every Saturday. Before COVID, we used to do that every single Saturday. We would meet up and do that. Mm-hmm. We would go out in the public and we try to pick a more challenging place, you know, not just like, oh, let's go buy cookies somewhere. We would yeah. go like, there's certain stores where he like likes the gloss on the floor. And the mm-hmm. second he sees the gloss, he jumps down on the floor and starts stemming on it. And then he's yep. blocking the pathway of Target, for example. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we would go places like that and be like, look, we're going to put ourselves in a situation where he's going to want to dive in. And then we're going to kind of jump in and like almost, re, you know, kind of direct him towards something else before he ever really notices the floor. You know what I mean, and it, it was every Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And yeah. Jesus right. is a sensation to work with. God I mean, bless. I, God, I, bless. God, God bless you too. <laughs> but you know what? It's like, I, I there's no one thing, Tyler, you are, you know, you have a sibling with. Yes. Autism. With, with autism. Yes. With autism and several other things. Cerebral palsy. Okay. Well, mine also several other things. I was yeah, just yeah. trying to fit in. So I also said autism, but he has yeah. several other things too. <laughs> trying to fit in. I was just trying to fit in here yet, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, growing up, it was very much so a part of my life as well. So like, you know, in high school, I started a club called Stars, which was, you know, pairing a special, uh, like, you know, someone with special needs and, um, you know, I, a typical high school student together to do these, and it like was buddies. part of my life. And, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, I like that. Just like lots of stuff. Always like I was in the, you know, the group home here's like play productions every year and things like that. But you know, and so I, I ended up working in a lot of homes with a lot of um, families. But I would, you know, go back to my home in between or, like, hang out with my friends in between. Are you doing this? Like, are you, like, ever leaving the home <laughs> and, <laughs> and, like, going to meet your friends for a drink? I don't think he wants to leave like, the home. G just laughing. So that's should answer I don't your think question. He, I mean, we, okay, you know, here's we're what both I tell my friends. We're both happy hermits. True. We don't like to get out in the public. I mean, we like, G just, G just in a robe right now. If anyone, no one sees this, yeah. but – 
Gigi's turned into a rock. When COVID it. happened, we were like, this is so exciting. We don't have to ever go in public again. <laughs> like, now, granted, that's kind of awful to say because COVID was obviously horrible. But, um, yeah, know. you know, it's like, like my friends, I, I obviously have close friends. I'm not, you know, it's not just Gigi and me and Pooh. Um, I have friends, <laughs> believe it or not. And <laughs> they'll, they'll call me almost once a week and they'll be like, hey, we're going out for drinks. Do you want to come? And I'd be like, no. Thank you for inviting me. If you don't invite me, I will feel left out. Like yeah. if y'all all go out and drink without me, I will feel left out. So you have to invite me every single time. But I will say no every single no, time. I'm not coming. Yeah, I about love that. Once or twice a year, I'll be like, you know what? Yeah, he'll bust it out. You got a hot guy out there with you? Sure, let's go. You know, like I, you know, so it'll be something I, like that. I love that. So how does that day. work? Like you bring your hookups back to your house no. here? No, no. It's not supposed to be. I, I don't, I, you know, I don't know if that's ever happened. That shit is not supposed to go down in my house. I don't know why. I, I just don't. I'm just like, go wherever. If you if you got something you want to do, go find go another location, honey. Uh -huh. Can I say this? Yeah. I'd pick a nice article over a hot guy any day. Yeah, he would. Hot guy is a close second. It's a close second. Don't get me wrong. Wait, wait, yeah. Oh, so it's it's 10% dick, 90% data. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. But, but dick yeah. and data. You know, Easy. I do think that like. People who are watching the show, like you are talking about the obvious examples of like behavior analysis and behaviorism, but also like there's so many little like you could make an awesome drinking game out of like trying to pick out the different things. Because like I think about when Harper is telling, um, I mean, sorry, when G just telling the family who were out there who's like got a child who's basically freshly diagnosed or about to get a diagnosis, I can't remember. Yeah, and Gigi and I are just kind of like giving them pointers and trying to like trying to nudge them towards that acceptance level because you know, we want them to have oh, like good support yeah. and, and G just talking about how, like, if the sibling is the one that delivers the favorite thing, then all of a sudden, miraculously, the child loves the sibling. So it's like crazy to think that before she even met me, before she even really had probably any behavior analyst consulting her, she was already using pairing to make Harper Pooty's BFF. It's just Literally, crazy. Like you took the words out of my mouth in the sense that when I watched that scene, I was like, no offense, Tyler, you're amazing, but Gage <laughs> is the better behavior analyst in this she situation. She is, done. Yep. Well, I, he and I are both total research junkies. Like, I yeah. think that we put ourselves through university probably 12 times over by now, <laughs> you know, on a variety of subjects, you know? Yeah. So, but that was the one thing that I really, like, researched a lot, and I was like, why is it that Pootie doesn't give a fuck about other kids? Because normally little kids gravitate toward each other, and I kept reading, like, because the adults are the ones who are the keeper of all good things. You know, right. if you want to go in a car ride, the adult, the yes, the adults taking them in the car, the adults giving them mm -hmm. a passy or, you know, when he was really little or cookies mm -hmm. or milk or, you know, bringing them dinner or giving them cuddles. So I just handed all that shit over to Harper because mm -hmm. he didn't like Harper. He wouldn't pay any attention to her. And I was like, well, maybe you'll pay attention if Wait, I said you, told you bring all this. Or was that on the show? That is on the show. show. Dang it, never mind. Y'all yeah, have to wait. There's a really, really cute story about Pootie wait. and Harper. I love Pootie and Harper. I love their relationship. And you and know what cute. I love most about her is that she's so funny so about spicy. Tyler. She's so spicy. <laughs> she's so salty at me all the time. We're so stereotypical so She's salty at her, too. They just uh -huh. like... That's exactly how Liat and I are, are with each other, too. And, like, the show, our podcast actually depicts that a lot, our other episodes. Uh -huh. But um, uh -huh. it's, like, one of those things when you are so close with someone, you really, like, she calls you. She's like, he may be a certified behavior analyst, but he's a certified asshole. And I was <laughs> dying. Dying. <laughs> and, but what's funny is that, like, if she ever told me, like, some guy, like, like was like broke her heart on a date or something like I would be in my car with a fucking machete. So it's like, yeah, it's so I, know. Weird. It's, I know it's, it's a very sweet relationship. And that, um, 
I know that the production company and the network kind of particularly love Harper and Tyler's dynamic. They're like, we love oh, every time those favorite. two are together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. What about where, like, G just tell, oh, I guess maybe people haven't seen it. There's a point where G just telling me, like, okay. you may have hurt Harper's feelings, and I'm just, like, yes. staring blankly at her like I can't fucking process it. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, It was so funny. It was, like, such a meeting. You, like, like Leon and I, like, last night we got in this little tiff, and, like, I'm just, like, sometimes just, like, I, like, have, I'm, like, very protective over, like, my space. I'm, like, very odd. I have, like, moods I get in, and I, like, snapped at her over text message over something so stupid. It was, like, she was trying to, like, be funny and like friends. And I was like, I do not have time for this right now. I am. Blah, blah, I just want to eat my dinner. And I like snapped. Oh, like, do you like, have bipolar disorder? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> like, Maybe. And then, like, I was like, I was like, Oh my God, why did I say that? And like the same thing, like sometimes I'm just really honest and say things. And then I question like if I hurt someone's feeling and Leah's like, do you yeah. do this like a lot? And I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm just kind of like, too honest and then I'm like oops sorry that didn't go over well or I hurt your feelings like not my intent and I, yeah, I, yeah I mean it's, it's and like Tyler and Hart and Harper have that relationship there's kind of like mm. no sugarcoating shit they just throw it out there and I yeah. think that that's so cute because it's they're so honest and they're like siblings but I also think it's fun for the show you know what I mean <laughs> Absolutely. nobody nobody wants to pay attention to a show where it's like hey oh, happy Harper. like yeah I mean you yeah, want to you like if she was like, I love Tyler so much. Like that'd be he's disgusting. The best caregiver for Pootie, and said she's like so jealous of you, and she's like, uh, I want time. Or like when she got in bed that time, and you were like, you're like, I don't want to be next to you. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's every night. Oh my god, that's but it's it's also like when you're on TV and you're having these like little you know, tit for tats and like, you're being vulnerable about the, like the, your thoughts and your feelings. And it's only going to get worse for me because I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm showing my autism journey on national television. So it only yeah. gets more and more Intense. vulnerable yeah. and honest. And honestly, I wouldn't have been able to do it had I not like one of my professors uh, studies acceptance and commitment therapy with me. And so I like used a lot of act strategies to like be able to just like step forward and do it like that. Like that journey is a very, private thing and very vulnerable and the idea of 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 all of america going yeah Yeah. going through a psychological (laughs) eval in front of america is just so jarring and i was it's one of the most uncomfortable i've ever been in my entire life like i i just truly like every day before filming i was like i cannot believe i'm doing this but the reason i did it was because if other people can watch it and relate to it even slightly even in the slightest little bit, then it's worth it. You know, like if people 100%. can feel validated and have a model, like a lot of people don't even know where to begin when they start to question like, oh, do I have autism? Am I autistic? Like they don't even know where to begin. And it's so hard for adults. that I was like, I might have to go through this shitty, long, treacherous journey in a very vulnerable way. But if it helps somebody else to do it, it's worth it. Yeah. And it was his idea. He brought it to the producers. He's like, you know, I think this would be a great, you know, way for people to really see the whole process, you know, not just see like, okay. Because it came up in like conversation when my friends were mad at me about not coming to a thing. And I started talking about it with her. And then once it kind of came out of my, it was just so like, once it came out of my mouth and I realized like I'd almost like they showed me in the preview, like saying like, I think I could have autism or like that once it came out of my mouth. It became so much more real. And then it was like immediately like a conversation with the production team. Like, do we want to just cut what I just said? Or like, like it was just so we, it was, but again, they're like, we don't, you know, you know, we want you to be comfortable. So if it's something that you're okay with doing in front of people, that's fine. If it's something you want to do off scene and then, you know, like whatever, but 
I just decided to share it with people. Yeah, he was so brave and just so open. And we were able to, it, you know, you learn so much watching it happen. And it'll, you know, kind of pull at your heartstrings. And, and it's such an education for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, to watch. But, you know, we can't say, you know, we, he's he's going on this journey trying to see if he gets a diagnosis. Now, whether, a he, lot of it's just- whether he gets one or not, we don't know. But it's it's interesting to watch. The process. That process is very, very yeah. interesting. Even if you don't have somebody with autism in your lives. That's the great thing about the show. I think mm-hmm. if we've done this show right, you yes. kind of almost forget you're watching a show about autism. 100%. Because, that's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. It's just, just normal you life. You see these people for all their people, characters. All not a they label. Are. Yeah. Yes. They, you, you, you don't look at a label. You're looking at these people as human beings as they should be and the dignity yes. that they deserve. And we have so much going on. I think... I think a lot of people just think of us as all autism. I'm like, honey, we're talking about my dried up poon on TV. Hey, just as much as me going through a, like an autism diagnostic journey, she's just as yeah. vulnerable. Nobody talks about menopause on TV. Like it's no. just not a thing. But yeah. Jeej did it first. Teej yeah. did it first. Teej did it first. Teej. Groundbreaking. It's groundbreaking <laughs> television. And I will say it also, Tyler, like being so <laughs> vulnerable like that and showing that like autism is a spectrum. Okay. So Someone, right. you look at Pootie, right? Completely mm-hmm. different than if you look at Tyler. Now, mm-hmm. does that yeah. make anyone's autism less autism? No, right? No. It doesn't. Yeah. And does validate the fact that like, I mean, I related so much with you, Tyler, on like the social situations. Like I'm pretty much the same where mm-hmm. I want to be invited and I'd be pissed if I'm not. But 99% yeah. of the time, I just want to sit on the couch with my husband and watch like this show. That's um, me too. That's me And too. I love that you are honest with them because I always make up excuses, excuses, excuses. And I'm like, yeah. Ugh. And like, once I'm there, it's usually fine. But then I also practice and rehearse everything before I get there. I'm yep. like, what, conver- what questions do I ask? How do I keep the conversation going? Like, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I'm like, so friend, that's called masking. You might want to go do some of the journey that I did too. <laughs> that's, that's awful. I hate small talk. I fucking Ugh. can't stand that kind of I thing. I don't either. like I'm going like, into public. I don't like it. I'm like, you're not oh, the only one, honey. Like, I hate people even passing in the hallway when I'm like, how are you? Or I see like a n- neighbor that I'm like semi-friends with. I'm like, what did you do this weekend? Like, is that, should I ask that? Or should I just is keep walking? I don't know. Like, I don't want to stop and talk I, to you. I invented this thing that I want to, I want to see it happen. I invented this necklace. Like when you go to those, uh, restaurants like Fogo to show those Brazilian places that bring you a bunch of meat in yeah, yeah, meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they have like a red and a, gr- a paddle that's red or green. Oh, wow. available, not available. SD! Yeah, bring me... Do you hear this bitch doing behavior analysis <laughs> yeah. right now? She's like- talking about it in multiple schedules. She don't even know it. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, okay, green, yes, bring me more meat products. Red, hold off. I'm still trying to so get... So you want green, talk to me, red, go I to invented hell. a necklace. Oh. She and invented. The necklace is invented. Gonna, yeah, invented it. I just haven't made it yet. So the necklace is going to be red on one side and green on the and other. Green. So if I'm out at a restaurant and my yeah. second grade teacher sees me and I'm on red, it's like, don't approach, honey. I didn't come, <laughs> I didn't come to eat with you. So we're going to do that and we're going to go to a public setting and we're going to take data and we're going to publish those results. Oh, on multiple great. schedules and social multiple settings. Multiple schedules of reinforcement. We just, taught, we just taught that class on compound schedules because no one understands them. But that's real and relatable. And you guys frigging rock. Like, oh, my God. Anyone out there, if you have not watched Leave It to Jeej, you are missing out on golden light bulbs, on fun, on being part of something. Like, I feel part of the family when I'm watching it. Oh. And you're right. You completely forget about labels. I'm like, Jeej is like my, my mom. I really have a – like, Love you, mom, but you're not that great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's like a drug addict my whole life. She knows that. Like, she, okay, well, fair. 
Like, oh my like, god! That's the thing. Like we put ourselves out here so much. Like this yep. podcast scared yeah. the shit out of me when we started. I was like, yeah. we're calling ourselves bitches in the field of all these old white men. Oh my like, god! The yeah. ethics. The old. Oh my god! I love. Literally, you ask her every time an episode airs. I'm sitting there with my like, like printed <laughs> ethics <laughs> manual. I'm like, oh shit! I said, you know, like literally, I like afterwards. I went straight up to Jeej after the episode where I got certified, and I was like. I don't think they specified enough that I'm a BCABA. Like, I don't think they emphasize the A enough. But I want to not be an ethical violation. So I literally went straight to my Instagram and like put BCABA in there and like wrote out like, I'm an assistant behavior analyst. Like, please don't revoke my certification because no. it wasn't clear. Like, <laughs> information. That's, that's ethics code 2.08. <laughs> oh, he's, oh he's too ethical. Like, you know, we'll have RBTs over here working with Pooty and, God forbid they eat a raisin at my house. He's like, that's against the code. Not as of January. As of January, they're allowed to eat a raisin. <laughs> and get gifts um, at $10 or less of a value. Yeah. Give them a $10 gift every day. There's the problem with that code. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about that code. I give gifts. I I give well, you're going to get your RBTs in trouble. They don't accept it. They don't accept it. Nope, if, nope, nope. If any ethics gurus out there are out there listening, the RBTs do not accept. I'll we'll tell you one thing. Jason had- and Tyler are like the same. Like, dude, no. when someone gave me food, I took that shit always. Like, I'm like, oh. I love it. I love it. I love it. She took, took mom's like crusty underwear and like let her tell you about her mailing them to like. I did not take the mom's crusty underwear. The mom was sending her to her. What she was an ex porn star oh. and would send oh. her underwear out to old followers. Nice. I never took a That's pair That's a great myself. way to make money for her. Oh That's my awesome. God. Ex- Porn star, dicey, dicey. I love it. I, love I never it. kept a pair myself. Ew, yeah, God, I see I videos that. of people you, like where they for her. Yeah. Who? What? Didn't what? you? Didn't you like mail them for her? Like help her out? Hell no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just was like, what are you sending out? Wow, you're so busy. You know, I'm like friendly to the parents' house I'm in. Everyone Wait, just wants literally, to tell you. you were servicing a child, and the mom was a porn star. Yes. Behavior analysis does not discriminate. That's oh. also in our ethics code. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome, though. Yeah. I would love to I mean, porn star's house. I bet. You, I mean, that just sounds. Cool. I mean, I <laughs> I just like love human behavior, so I'm like fascinated by anything. And there's True. something on my face. I was. We were just talking with a forensic psychologist yesterday. That's like about Liat. That says like there's like an SD that's like tell me anything about you. Mm-hmm. It's like day one. It's like hey yeah, I was a porn star. Blah, 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 blah. I'm sending out my crusty underwear to people. You know, like it's. Uh, it's so true. That is yeah. She didn't say crusty. Yes. I added that word in. Yeah, she no. was just in yeah. her underwear so out. That was so funny. You had to add like the descriptive. For? Oh my God, it's love it. Well, I just want to say you guys are a dream team. This has been my favorite episode out of 110. Oh my God! Of course it is. Oh my God, of course. We love Not it. Not even shocked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Teej is in the house. Teej in the house. We're trying to Liat, before you get on, I said, what could Casey and Liat's like, uh, celebrity name be and I was like lazy or whatever and she goes it's not coming to me so it just shouldn't be a thing I was it like, shouldn't be a thing it's, it's got to come to you like that if it doesn't yeah. come to you it's not gonna happen I love it all so, right y'all don't have guys. one but I can't wait to tune in for more episodes yeah um, new hopefully. new ones every come out every Thursday and okay. you can find it on mylifetime.com and all you need is like a subscription to like Hulu or whatever, one of those things. Wait. No, you don't even need that. You can just go straight. No, now it's all free. It's all free. Once on we once we made it all like on demand shit, like now it's completely <gasps> free. So I'm literally gonna say the link and y'all can put it in there. But it yep. is mylifetime.com slash shows slash leave hyphen it hyphen two hyphen Jeej. I'm gonna It'll copy go and paste this link in there. And yes. Jeej is spelt G E E G E. 
going to go right in the show notes too. And you guys know you love the show notes. We love it. I got the it. link. I love and it. I, our producer is saying it's Lysi. That sounds disgusting. Lysi? Light, that that's not good. Yeah, don't. See, do that. Yeah, it just that's we just shouldn't good. have one. Just keep it behavior, bitches. Okay. I was gonna say we're just being bitches. It's fine. Y'all don't need uh, one. Well, thank good. you guys so much for coming on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need one. Y'all don't need one. You're good. Y'all yeah. are good just how you are. Thank you so much thank for you. having us. It was so fun. It was thank awesome. you. So you guys better go tune in. All you listeners right now, all are our favorite. I'm trying to do this thing that Glennon does, Leah, and it's probably not going to work for us, but it's like called the Pod Squad, and so like we need like a name for like our listeners, like the. Oh, possible. The bitch banter. The bitch I'm going to, I'll think on it. You have to let me know, Gigi. You're going to come up with one. Yeah. All of you out there, tune in, listen. (laughs) The bitch Yes, that's what Alan says too. (laughs) Alan's just typing in the chat, guys. You can't see any of this when you're listening. But um, this was my favorite show. I love it. Thank you guys so much. And Leah, you know how to wrap this up. Oh, yes, I do. Guys, thanks for tuning in. You know where to find us. You can find us on Instagram at Behavior Bitches Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Behavior Bitches Podcast. You can go to our website, behaviorbitches.com. And as always, love ya. Mean it. Hey, guys, it's Liat. And Casey. We just want to take a second to let you know that if you're thinking of being a millennial like us and starting your own podcast, there is a way. You can do your show without having to become an audio editing and production wizard. Because guess what? We don't know shit with that. But we have Alan at Pretty Easy Podcast who helped us get started. He records our shows. He posts them. He adds awesome, awesome music and cool shit when we don't even know what he's doing. He sends us teaser episodes. He does it all. We just sit here and friggin' talk. We shoot the shit and you can record from home, your office, the park, a bathroom stall at work. It doesn't matter. He provides the complete podcast studio. All you need is a microphone and you're good. Alan caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. He has been super flexible with our schedule. Whenever we need him, we go to Google Calendar. We just book him and he does all the hard work. It's like so incredibly easy. That's why it's probably called Pretty Easy Podcast. So be heard and have some fun podcasting like us. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today. 